and all the time. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we give you joy and thanks for this morning in which you are strengthened in community. For the witness of families, for the witness of your word, for the witness of your music and prayers. As we come forward this morning, Lord, to share and worship. As we come forward to seek your presence, as we come to share and to celebrate. We recognize, Lord, that you were here before we got here. And you'll be here when we leave. And so, Lord, I pray that it's your presence that is instilled in us this morning as we seek to worship together. Set me aside, Lord. May your voice be heard. In your name, amen. So happy Mother's Day to our mothers, to all that we remember, and to all women whose qualities nurture in us to be better persons as God has created us to be. In preparation for today, I was reminded of a story of a mother and her little boy. This little boy had several challenges in school and in other areas of his life. And so the boy came home from school excited that the next day the school play would be announced and the parts for that play would be assigned. The boy so much wanted to be in the play and talked to his mother about what part he might be able to serve in. And they got excited and talked a good part of the afternoon. But that evening, the mother's heart was heavy, and even through the night, she awoke concerned about her son. For she knew that he could not uh, hold any parts, he could not memorize lines, he could not know where to stand, he would probably be unable to participate in the play. But still, when the next day came, he awoke with excitement, and she tried to be excited for him. After he left for school, she prepared to leave early that afternoon to pick him up parked near the school door and anticipated the tears and disappointments that this young boy might feel. But she was in for a surprise. For when the school bell rang and the doors opened, her son ran out the door. She could see him. His, his legs were running as fast as he could, and he had a big smile on his face. And he hopped in the car and he said, Mama, I got a part. Mama, I got a part. And she congratulated her son and said, what part was it that you received? And the son said, I am going to clap. I am the person who will be clapping for those who are performing. And the mother looked at him and smiled. And he said, I got a part, Mama. I was chosen. I'm going to clap. Sometimes we're surprised by the things that we are chosen for. But the reality is we are each chosen. Each of us are chosen for a specific person. What is it, the play that we are playing in? It feels good to be chosen. It feels good not to be left on the sidelines. It feels good to know there's a purpose for each of us. That's what I want to talk about this morning. You and I have been chosen. Each one of us, we've been given a very special role to play, and it has to do with our central purpose in life as people of God and as a congregation. And today's scripture speaks to what that purpose is. The opening words of the 12th chapter of Genesis contain the call that went out from God. 
to a man named Abram who lived in the town of Ur in the land of Chaldees some five to 6,000 years ago. Hear what it is. You've heard it this morning. But hear again what it is that God said to Abram. And maybe God says to us this morning. Join me in the scripture that will be shared from the first book of the Bible from Genesis chapter 12 verse 2. I hope you'll join me this morning. I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. It's so short this morning, I'm going to read it again. <laughs> I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. We have been blessed by many who have gone before us. Today, Abram is blessed by God. You have been blessed to be a blessing, God said. What did Abram do? He left his homeland and he followed the direction of God, eventually create or bringing about the nation of Israel. He had been chosen. Abram had been chosen for a specific purpose. And he had been chosen not by another human being, but by God himself. But let's go back. Let's go back and look at that calling once more. Did you catch why Abram had been chosen? Did you understand for what reason he was chosen? I think the answer might surprise us. And we catch it, but do we understand what it means? God did not just say to Abram that I'll make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. But he took it one step further. He added seven crucial words. Did you catch what those words were at the end? Look at the end of verse 2 if you have your scripture still open this morning. So that you will be a blessing. I will make of you a great nation, God said, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. In other words, God was not choosing Abram to set him apart and creating the nation of Israel to be favored above all other nations of the world. It's a misconception that we think these are God's chosen people for just that part to be set apart. They are not a favored nation among all other nations of the world. So much so that the nation chosen by God is to be an instrument in his world and to carry out God's message to the rest of the world. Israel has been blessed to be a blessing. They've been blessed by God to share that blessing with the rest of the world. They've been blessed by God to take what was given to them and to extend it happily to all the rest of the people and their community and in their neighborhood. And you know what? That's our role as the church. That's our role specifically as the church called Emmanuel. We are in a sense this new Israel as the Bible puts it. And therefore, we too have been blessed to be a blessing. Many people think that being a Christian sets you apart. 
And it, yes, it does, but for what reason? Not that you're favored by God, not that you've got a direct avenue to heaven, not that you are set apart to be exclusive. But what if we, as Christians, are set apart to be an example, to be a witness, to be a deliverer of the good news to the community in which we live, to carry out the blessing that which we have received, to those around us. Sister Mary Rose McGeady wrote a poem several years ago that speaks directly about this. She was the director of the Covenant House, which reached out to homeless youth in the United States. She's seen her, her uh, <clears throat> excuse me, she's seen her share of suffering, pain, and inequity. This is what she wrote. On the street I saw a small girl, cold and shivering in a thin dress with the little hope of a decent meal. I became angry and said to God, why do you permit this, God? Why don't you do something about it? And for a while, God never said anything back to me. But then one night he did reply, and quite suddenly he said, I certainly did do something about it. I made you. I made you God said what a profound statement we too look around we see the suffering we too look around and see all kinds of inequities in the world and we too cry out to the heavens and we say to God why have you allowed this to happen why have these people suffered why are these people not having what they need why have you created the world this way why, Lord, have you not done something about it? And when our anger subsides, when our heart rate goes back down to normal, very quietly God answers our question with a soft whisper into our souls. I have done something. I created you. And in one sense of the word, that's what church is all about. That's what community is all about. A community who has heard God speaking in their hearts and says to them and says to us, I have made you. And I have made you for a very important reason and purpose too. I have made you to be a blessing in the world and to share my blessing with all of humankind. And so we really are a new Israel in the sense of the word. We've been blessed to be a blessing in God's name and on God's behalf. In preparing for this sermon, I read a story that caught my attention. A simple story, yet it makes a profound point of our role as Christians in the world. It happened one day to a woman who was crossing the street in London. As she got to the other side of the street, an older man approached her and said, thank you. She looked at him. She didn't know this man or know what he was talking about. He says, I wanted to stop you and thank you. He said, you probably don't recognize me. I was the ticket taker at the substation that you attended every day. And each day that you came through that substation, you greeted me. You greeted me with the sincere words of good morning. I knew these weren't just words, he said, that you said as, as a repetition, but they came from deep inside of you. The smile on your face, the, the welcome smile that spoke to my heart. 
And so I began to watch you and saw that you were, had a Bible and you began to read that Bible as you waited. I decided one day that if it made that difference in your life, then I too ought to take that book and begin to read it. And I did. And through reading it, I discovered who Jesus was. And it's made all the difference inside of my life. And I wanted to thank you for what you've done for me. Sometimes we think a blessing has to be something specific, something concrete, something intentional. But we've got to do something, and there are many areas that we can do something in the church. Helping with the food pantry, room in the inn, 2020, tutoring at Belfast. You could go on and on of many of the wonderful ministries at and through Emmanuel. Each one gives an incredible blessing. Each one that comes from God extends his love into the world. But sometimes the most important blessing comes not so much from what we do as for who we are. Let us not downplay the ministry of a simple smile. Let us never forget the gift of a warm greeting. Let us never overlook the encouragement that a clap can offer. There's no telling what God might use. There's no telling who God might use to do and open his kingdom to those who need to receive it. There are a lot of remarkable people that make up Emmanuel, who've been a part of Emmanuel for the 50 plus years that we have been open. One thing that's been true about this church is the hundreds and hundreds of ways that many of you and those who've gone before us have reached out and served and offered gifts and witness. I want you to hear this. You are an extraordinary people. You are an extraordinary community who's made significant difference in our neighbors, in our worship, and in our community. Why? Because I think you get it, Emmanuel. I think you realize that we have been blessed to be a blessing. That we are called by God to be his servant people in the world, wherever we might be. If anything characterizes our future, may it be the one thing that has characterized our past. To be a loving, caring, giving, and generous people who have received huge blessings from the Lord and who count it a great honor and privilege of their lives to, dis to bestow that huge blessing upon others in the Lord's name. And what good news it is to know that we've been entrusted with this blessing by no one other than the Lord himself. I thank God for you, church. I thank God for you, Emmanuel, and the opportunity that we have to strengthen this wonderful community in which we live. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the opportunities we have to witness, to share, to be present, to serve, 
to bless. We thank you for our blessings. Forgive us for our hesitancy. Forgive us for our resistance. Lord, help us to see you and those that we seek to bless, recognizing that it's your presence we pass along to them. In your name we pray. Amen.